Yes. What is it? You told me, sir, that no matter what the hour, I was to come to you when word was received. Yes. Word? The Frontier Scouts have reached the man we needed. The man? At this moment, sir, the Lone Ranger is riding towards St. Louis. hearty cry of Hyo Silver as echoed through the years from the wild and untamed west of yesterday. It has acted as a symbol of courage to the oppressed, a challenge to the lawless. Let us return to the west of old and thrill to another of the Lone Ranger's stories featuring the most picturesque and colorful character ever to ride the plains and prairies. Welcome to The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger lives by a code of conduct. This conduct consists of two major parts, the Lone Ranger Creed and a set of guidelines. One of the Lone Ranger's creeds is that God put the firewood there, but that every man must gather and light it himself. The Lone Ranger is part of the Life Podcast Network. Our goal is to keep adding shows to our network that bring you good, family-friendly content. If you're interested in becoming involved with our podcast network, please go to lifepodcast.net and click on the Contact Us page. We're also working on a monthly live broadcast designed to connect Lone Ranger enthusiasts. Sign up at our Facebook page to keep up to date. And now, let's listen to another great tale of The Lone Ranger. The greatest Western scouts in the history of the nation were riding far and wide in an effort to find the Lone Ranger. The aid of this masked mystery rider was badly needed by the government. He was being sought for by the special order of the President of the United States. He alone, it was believed, could gather information that would help in breaking up a vast, well-organized plot to overthrow the government and set up a new empire west of the Mississippi. wide the horsemen ranged, pausing only when they reached one of the scattered pioneers whom they could trust. Kemp, listen to me. Cody, it's a long time since you've been in these parts. Now keep this under your hat. Have you seen anything of the Lone Ranger? Mm, can't say as I have. Not for some time. Heard anybody speak of seeing him around here? Nope. What's up, Bill? If you do hear of him, get a message to him. Yeah, sure thing. What's the message? Tell him to get to the Padre as fast as Silver can take him. The Padre has word for him. Important, eh? The most important message the Lone Ranger will ever get. Uh, the Padre, he'll know who you mean? Yes. Well, step into the house, Bill. You can do it with a mite of food and rest. No, I can't stop now. <laughs> but don't forget what I told you. Get up there. Oh, she never rode higher than that for the Pony Express. <laughs> Ain't heard anything about him around here for some time. And I got to keep her riding. Go! For days on end, pausing only to snatch a bit of food and rest, those Westerners raced on across the plains and valleys, swapping horses with friendly ranchers where their mounts became exhausted. Tirelessly, they pushed across mountains and through ravines, carrying the word. Knowing that each time they stopped, the message would be spread in an ever-increasing circle from that stopping place. No one knew where the Lone Ranger could be reached. Yet every man felt sure that somewhere, sooner or later, the famous masked rider would learn that he was needed. 
stranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, were camped in a woods not far from a small town. Tonto had gone into the town for a few supplies, while the Lone Ranger, taking advantage of a few days' rest, overhauled the saddle equipment and inspected the weapons. When Tonto heard that the Lone Ranger was needed so badly that an important message was waiting for him at a certain ranch, he leaped to the saddle. Come on, Scout! At last, the message was on the way to the Lone Ranger. Tonto halted the paint horse at a small camp in the woods as a tall man leaped to his feet. What is it, Tonto? Message for you. Men in town, they talk. Me fix your saddle. You get ready to ride. A message, Tonto? Who has the message? We ride a long way. Me get message from ranch. Tonto tossed the saddle blanket, then the saddle across the broad back of the snow-white horse. Meanwhile, the Lone Ranger packed the saddlebags, adjusted his mask, and examined his guns. He gave a final tug on the cinch. There. Now we're ready, Tonto. Uh, you go to Bar J Ranch. Bar J? You not wait for Tonto. You go fast. Message plenty important. Very well, Tonto. The Lone Ranger knew the Bar J Ranch. He'd been there before and knew that anything that might be told him by Jeb Jackson could be relied upon. For many miles he raced until at last, streaked with dust, he reined up. Jeb! Jim, I told you wanted to see me. Oh, I sure do. My mistake's alive, but it must be powerful important. It was Bill Cody that was looking for you. Bill Cody? Where is he? Well, I reckon he's still out somewhere, spreading the word that you're wanted. Did he leave a message for me, Jeff? Yeah, he did. He said that you was to make quick time and get to the Padre as fast as that white-legged horse could take you. The Padre? Says you know what he meant. I do know. Thanks, Jeb. Come on, Silver. Once more, the Lone Ranger rode, pausing only when it would risk the life of the stout-hearted Silver to go further without rest. Panhandle was behind him. He dashed on a northeast slant across the narrow western strip of Oklahoma, the Kansas border. One more short rest, and then an all-day ride toward Dodge City and its lawlessness. Halfway between the border and the city, the tired man and exhausted horse came to the little mission where the Padre waited. Hello, Silver! Teddy boy! You come. I knew you would. Padre... I was far away when I received the message. Do you have information for me? My boy, I have a summons. It comes from the president. The, the president? He needs you. When I have seen you refreshed, I'll tell you the story. Then I will send a messenger to the city. A messenger? That new miracle of man's discovery, the electric telegraph, will take the president the message he is waiting so impatiently to hear. Across the nation, from Dodge City to Missouri, Illinois, Kentucky, the message flashed faster than a man could wink an eye. Into West Virginia and to the sister states, from Virginia into Maryland to the District of Columbia, Washington, the White House. Mr. President. A tired man, eyes hollow with lack of sleep, looked up at the secretary. Yes, what is it? You told me, sir, that no matter what the hour, I was to come to you when word was received. Hmm? Word? The frontier scouts have reached the man we needed. The man? At this moment, sir, the Lone Ranger is riding towards St. Louis. Come on, Silver! Faster, boy! Faster! Come, Silver! Away! While the Lone Ranger rode out of the west, with Tonto following fully half a day behind, a fast train roared from the east. The leader of the nation went to keep an appointment with a tireless man whose energies were devoted wholeheartedly to the service of the country he loved.
St. Louis, where East met West, several cars of one train were shunted to a siding on the outskirts of the city, just as had been the case several weeks before. But this time, the cars were not left there without an engine. The iron monster of the rails remained on duty, steam up, ready to leave at a moment's notice. It was after dark. The vague forms of several men moved restlessly about. I haven't seen him yet, Hickok. Have you? No. No sign of him. If we had word that he'd be here. How we know him? I've never seen him. Fine assignment we've been given. Make sure of his identity before he's admitted to the cars. Might match a draw with him. If he's what he's said to be, he'll outdraw either one or both of us. After the trip he's made? Remember, he had twice as far to ride as we did. That would slow him up some. One thing I'm sure of, Hickok. He doesn't get past us till we know he's the right man. You're right. We've got to be sure. Since the last meeting, I've learned quite a bit about the extent of this plot. It's big, Cody. Mighty big. Yeah. Bigger, I'm afraid, than any of us realized. Here's something? Yeah. Twig snapped. That way, I think. Dark as pitch tonight. Someone moving this way. There, see? It's a man walking. Stand where you are, stranger. Well? What do you want here? I'm expecting. Mask, huh? Yes. I had to skirt the city. Did you walk? Oh, my horse is over there. I thought it better not to ride too close to this train. What's the name of your horse? I might ask you the same. What's your name? I never use it. Who are you? My name is Cody. Cody. Bill Cody. I've always hoped to meet you. You know Bill Hickok? I've heard of him. Wanted to know him, too. I've heard that there's only one man faster on the draw than I am, mister. I wonder if you're that man. I didn't think there was anyone who could outdraw Bill Hickok. There is. If you're going to keep any appointment tonight, you'll have to demonstrate. Slap leather. <laughs> He's got you, Bill. Well, I... <laughs> Not one, but two guns on you, Bill. <laughs> Put your guns away. Go on inside that there car. There's a man in there who's come a long way to meet you. Very well. I'll leave my guns with you, gentlemen. Hickok, the weeks that are coming are going to make history. You and me and the Lone Ranger. Please come in here. president is ready to speak to you. You'd better take that mask off and leave it with me. I'd prefer to keep it where it is. But you... Now this door? Yes, but... Mr. President? But what does this mean? Who are you? Who let you come in here with that mask on your face? Take it off if you want to speak to me. Mr. President, I... Did I not make myself clear? You did, sir. Upon the recommendation of men whom I can trust, I've come all the way from Washington to hear what you have to say. But I don't propose to listen to anyone who won't uh, show me his face. Mr. President, I'll tell you exactly why I wear this mask. Some time ago, there was a massacre of some Texas Rangers. Six men were ambushed and shot. There were six graves. But only five of those men actually died. You see, sir, since then I've worn this mask. If my identity were known, my usefulness would be finished. I understand. Here, before you, I want to remove my mask. Thank you. There. 
You know, your face is just what I thought it would be. What I hoped it would be. Thank you, sir. Mr. President, I understand that the future of our country is in danger. The next few weeks may determine whether the United States will stand or fall. But let me point this out to you before we go any further. From the moment you leave here, your life will be in danger. You will have to work alone without the aid of our soldiers. If you at any time find yourself in difficulty or danger, and you will, you will have to fight your way out single-handedly. Do you understand that? Yes, Mr. President. Tonight, I'm not sure that the guards around this train can be trusted. Cody and Hickok, sir? They can be trusted. But there are others. And some of them might be members of the organization we must suppress. It is imperative that our enemies do not learn of the assignment I'm going to give you. I see. It is enough to me to know that you will take that assignment. Whatever it is, sir, you may depend upon whatever help I can give. Knowing you better from this conversation, I'm confident of that. Tomorrow night, when only the most trustworthy men are on guard, I will give you instructions that rarely would discourage all but the bravest men. Next time on The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. I'm giving you till I count three. One, two... Give me three! What the... Tonto, get up, boss. Get up. Get up. Get up. Him right away. We go after him, huh? No, Tonto. But we catch him easy. No, let him go. I want him to lead us to the men. The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger, is part of the Life Podcast Network, a group of family-friendly podcasts bringing a positive message of hope and inspiration. Some of the audio for this podcast was provided by the archive.org online database.